Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Truth Prevails. I'm Amanda. And I'm Astasia. My stomach hurts a little bit after eating the eggs. It does, yeah. I think I ate them too fast. You know, I think I get you because I'm feeling a little bit of that, too. Yeah. But, you know, (laughs) oddly enough, no one's telling me I can't eat it fast, so I ate it fast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um... So, today, we will be talking about Christian liberty. Ta-da! <laughs> so, that opening was not the greatest that I wanted it to be. Basically, I was going to say that I think I assumed your response would have been different, which would have led it in a different direction. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But you didn't bite the bait. What was the bait? To respond the way that I thought you would respond for me saying something like that. I know. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, I would have said, oh, my stomach's hurting. Mm -hmm. It's probably because of the eggs. Well, kind of ate it fast because I finished way before you while you were still eating. I'd be like, well, the Bible doesn't say I can't eat my eggs fast. Oh, yeah. You have that Christian liberty. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it was right there, standing in front of my face. I'm too... It was right there. I and know. you know why? I assumed that because of the way that you usually respond. Yeah. I was so caught up in the fact that I'm like, I thought I ate really slow and I didn't know if I should make it a random <laughs> fact that I get queasy with eggs. <laughs> well, you just gave it away right now. Gosh, doodles. <laughs> we're not on it today apparently (laughs) apparently stare me right in the face like a chicken that just laid the egg we ate oh my goodness really (laughs) so yeah today's topic is about christian liberty and we're calling this episode (laughs) wow I'm telling you, we're off today. I think that's the case. The gray effect. Oh my gosh, and I loved that one too. I know you did. <laughs> I'm so sorry to our to our listeners. <laughs> oh my word. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, maybe I should just throw it out there. Sorry if something comes out incorrectly throughout this whole podcast. I know. But, uh, yeah, literally, I think, I didn't sleep well last night. hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that's my reason for why. What's yours? <laughs> uh, you know how I mentioned that whole queasy with egg thing? I think that kind of throws off my mind. <laughs> I'm distracted by the way my stomach feels. Nah. Okay, so this was a longer opening than we usually do, so, mind you... Let Mastasia elaborate a little bit more about her random fact that she's already given away, but I still want to include the jingle. <laughs> Here we go. Little random facts about Mastasia. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I already gave it away that I get queasy with eggs, but okay, it's not an all-the-time thing. I don't know what causes it. I eat eggs, I enjoy eggs, I don't always crave them, but sometimes I do. You know, I like them all sorts of ways. Not really just boiled or over-easy or, you know, scrambled. That's not very, you know, not a long, large variety or anything. But yeah. anyways, um, it's just I noticed that after enough time of, like, 
throughout the meal of me eating it, all of a sudden I get that, like, eggy taste. Like, it's just eggy, and I start feeling (laughs) nauseous, and my brain's like, don't you want to, like, get sick off this? And I'm like, no, this is fine. I'm like, thank you, God, for this food, the fact that you provided it, the protein that's in it, and, you know, just trying to, like, not let it get the best of me. Because, yeah, I don't know what it is, and it just causes me to start feeling really grossed out about the eggs and the texture and everything. Um... Mm-hmm. But what I did find for any other people that may struggle with this, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, it might not work for everybody, but I know that for me, putting on a lot of um, black pepper helps me. Like, an, like I put enough black pepper that people in my life have been like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of pepper. Like, yeah. But, you know, um, yeah, so just a little tip that could be attempted, but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> So everybody, note to self, if you have a queasiness with eggs, add pepper to no avail. (laughs) And that should help. Hopefully. That should help. Okay, so back to the topic of conversation. Christian liberty, the gray areas, the gray effect, all of that. All of the grayness. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'll go ahead and start off with something that's just going to go ahead and make people not so happy. Hmm. Well, the Bible doesn't say it clearly, specifically, that I cannot do so-and-so, yada, 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 so that means I can. Okay. We're going to preface this whole podcast with that in mind Mm -hmm. because that literally leads you a lot of the times to your your conscience Mm -hmm. sin to what i've read just not that long ago Mm -hmm. loosely living Mm. no longer being exemplary of christ and we're gonna go ahead and elaborate more on that because there's this really 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 horrible misconception that christian liberty means we can do anything and everything no matter what right like as long as we don't feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. But even so, some don't even check to see the Bible if it does clearly state that you are mm-hmm. not to do something. Right. Um, but then if it doesn't particularly, because mind you, there are a lot of things that are not clearly explicitly stated in mm-hmm. the Bible, but that does not mean that you should partake in them freely. Just for that reason. Just for that right. reason. Exactly. So, um, this is obviously another podcast that would cause conviction and maybe some, many, will become defensive about it Mm -hmm. because how dare you? Why are you being legalistic? Who are you? You're not my judge. God is the only one that can judge me. I would be a lot happier if one of my fellow brothers and sisters was like, do you know that that is probably really sinful and it's only going to lead you into a hardness of heart and into more sin Mm -hmm. instead of just flippantly not caring, isolating myself, not listening to Mm -hmm. others, um, warnings, rebukes, and so forth, and then meeting God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) Do you have something to add? I'm just like... Because that's the thing. It's, it's, we know for one, there's no condemnation for those in Christ. Mm. So it's not like we sit here trying to like make everybody feel condemned and stuff like that. 
But at the same time, like you said, it's like, because you love the person and you want to then, like, if you see behavior that is contrary to scripture, but the Christian liberty card is being played, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that you necessarily just shrug it off and be like, okay, whatever, I'll just let them dig their own hole. It's like, it's something you at least want to have a discussion about so they can take it before the Lord, you know? Right. Um, and be seeking the scriptures on that situation and everything like that. Um, and, uh, you know, to be able to just have that fellowship with one another and to bear burdens with one another and to basically just out of love be able to, you know, speak the truth of God, you know, and pray together and seek the scriptures together and all those different things. Not to come guns a-blazing and saying, you know, I am the dictator, I say what goes and things like that. No, it's let's, you know, consider what the Lord's perspective would be, you know? And how Mm -hmm. do we know that other than his word, of course, you know? Right. Because um, I think sometimes it's assumed that if it's not, like, specifically, like, outlined, you know, this thing, you can't do it, or this thing, you should do it, or whatever, then that must mean, you know, oh, it's just, that's that. That's the end of the story. That's the end of the discussion. It's free game, basically. Exactly. But then Mm -hmm. I think what's important is, and considering circumstances and everything like that for each situation to see maybe it's not necessarily said in bold, you know, you shall not this kind of thing. But if it has other important teachings in it, that when you then examine that action, you see it contradicts those other teachings, you know, mm-hmm. that it's like, hmm, best to refrain from this kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes that's just the assumption that if it's not clearly stated, like, don't do this that there's no other scriptures or scriptures that could possibly be related to that type of action, you know? Mm-hmm. Correct. And we just, in our reading today, we had 1 Corinthians 6.12, mm-hmm. didn't we? Which says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Mm-hmm. You actually looked into that a little bit further, didn't you? I did. I did okay. look into that. Um, and I'm like, do I have it before me? I want to have it before me. So I shall bring it before me. And here it is. Um, and so the thing that he was pretty much discussing was, um, you know, there are certain things that aren't explicitly prohibited in God's word, of course, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it can seem as though, oh, it's fair game. You can just do whatever then, you know? Um, but just like in, you know, previous sections of this book, he was discussing the idea about if you do something that's lawfully good for you to do, but it's going to stumble a brother because of their conscience, then you refrain from doing that for their sake, right. for the love of them. Right. Because if they observe you, but their conscience says that's sin, and yet they go ahead and do it even though they believe it's sin, then they're not doing that in faith and they're sinning, you know? And right. so um, one of the things of like, if it's not beneficial for your walk, if it's not beneficial for their walk kind of thing, Mm -hmm. um, that's something to consider within the circumstances. Um, But then not only that, but do the circumstances that um, would not normally lead somebody, would not normally be considered sinful in that condition actually be, you know, because in the previous scriptures, it's talking about two, you know, Christians going to court against one another and this the court was ruled by somebody who's not a christian and so um he was basically saying you should refrain from doing that sort of thing so one could easily argue well is it 
unlawful for me to go stand before a judge? Is it unlawful for me to take a case in? Is it unlawful? Well, no. But consider the fact, like, is there love for your brother? Is there a seeking of revenge? You know, just different things like that right. that you need to consider. Is it actually beneficial for the Christian cause? Is it actually beneficial for your walk? You know, is it actually something that would be pleasing to the Lord? You know, right. because you could easily say, this is fine, but is it actually fine given the whole picture? Right. Um, and so, you know, some things might not be explicitly forbidden, but look at other things, you know? And so I feel like from this point, I could get into some examples. I don't know if we're there yet. <laughs> but um, you can go ahead and divulge one. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, one of the, I would say, pretty major things when it comes to the whole dating situation and how Christian liberty plays into those things. I think kissing is one of the big biggies because it's something that scripture hasn't explicitly said, thou shalt not kiss, you know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But looking at the circumstances and the situations that it can lead you to be in and everything like that, you want to consider the scriptures that talk about how you shouldn't have lust in your heart towards somebody, how, you know, you don't want to be sexually immoral, you don't want to um, give the enemy a foothold for things, you know, you don't want to, you want to flee from temptation and just different things like that. And so if kissing is something that puts you in a situation where you can, you know, it can evoke some form of arousal towards that person because it is an intimate action mm -hmm. um, that could lead to other things. Um, it's just something that ought to be examined and considered and brought before the Lord because this is something that could lead to sin. Mm -hmm. And we're, is that really something you would want to play with and, you know, mess with? Because even the lust within the heart is something that the Lord is frowns upon, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just different things like that. So does it explicitly say this? Maybe, maybe not. But then what about the other scriptures and how to examine that action, that lifestyle choice and different things like that, you know? Right. Um... I also would want to add to that as well, not just the whole idea of, okay, refrain from kissing in a relationship. Mind you, this opens up another huge can of worms because then it starts to either evolve into, um, should we do this? Should we do that? Such as hugging, should we hold hands? Should we, um, you know, how much time do we spend together? Things like that can start coming up. And mind you, somebody might say, wow, that, that's just such prudeness. What's the point of right. dating then? Well, let's be honest. There is really not this whole idea of dating when we speak on looking at it biblically. Mm -hmm. We look at courtship, right. which is the idea of knowing someone knowing where their heart is, seeing if you both align biblically as in having the same beliefs, mm -hmm. and then working unto marriage. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to go more into that here because yeah. this is not what we're talking about specifically, but we will do something at a later time. But basically, don't just stop the kissing. Now you need to examine what you put to your eyes and ears as well. Mm -hmm. So it's... Are you going to watch things that as you watch them, they may 
arise some sort of an emotion in you Mm -hmm. or they may cause you to draw back on thoughts of kissing that person that you're with um are you listening to songs that kind of play with your heart and make you think on things you shouldn't be thinking Mm -hmm. on it's stuff like that that unfortunately christian liberty has been really really sorely abused Mm -hmm. it has there's not this clear understanding and i think it's because i'm going to say it Mm -hmm. many pastors or those that are trusted to oversee their flock those that are supposed to be shepherds those that are supposed to be the ones that are holding accountable those that are supposed to be in place i'm even going to say so far as parents Mm -hmm. as well have not done their due diligence in caring as Christ has given you that privilege and honor to be in that position. Mm -hmm. And so they have not properly educated, advised, directed by the word of God what it is that you need to be looking at. But still, you're held accountable. Mm -hmm. Each of us are held accountable for our walks with Christ. So we can't simply say, well, I wasn't taught correctly. Well, the Bible tells you to search for his truth. It says to seek him with all of your heart and you will find him. It is to love wisdom above all things, including gold. Mm -hmm. Wisdom is greater than rubies. Mm -hmm. So we should be seeking after his word above everything in our own walks. So we can't simply toss out the window or or, or use as an excuse that I wasn't told. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... It's my right. It's my Christian liberty to do this. Plus, God doesn't say it clearly Mm -hmm. in the word. No, you ask God these questions. You go before him every time you're going to seek his word and ask him anything you need to impart, any convictions, anything that needs to be made clear to me. I desire to hear from you and I know your Holy Spirit can make it clear. In so doing, as you read, you will start to see and your life will start to change with the convictions and the clearness of how Mm -hmm. deceitful your heart is and how wicked we can be even as christians because we contend against the flesh still Mm -hmm. so with those things we have to then construct what it is that we can actually have liberty in not based on well i feel like doing it I want to do it. The Bible doesn't clearly tell me in bold, as Mastasia mm-hmm. has said. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. And God's grace abounds. So that's actually presuming upon his grace. Mm-hmm. That's actually abusing of his grace. And I hear about it and I see it very often. And I'm also guilty of being a part of that mm-hmm. as well. Abusing that Christian liberty. But I'm also guilty of falling into legalism as well. So that's just something else that occurs and Mm -hmm. it's basically because we take our convictions and we impose them on others when it's not explicitly made clear Mm -hmm. but that's why it's important for each individual to seek after god's word and see the direction that the lord is leading and making that clear distinction of what that one interpretation is and then applying it to your life Mm -hmm then you can be pleasing to the Lord. That is when you can take on these liberties as a Christian Mm -hmm. 
and not be stumbling a brother or sister and not be hindering your walk and not be falling into the hardness of heart and sin and then just allowing pride to basically reign. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think what that makes me think of is First Peter 2.16. Um, as free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God, you know, um, not using your freedom as a cover up for sin, you know, not to use it to abuse of the fact that it's, well, I'm not condemned because Christ has covered all my sins so I can just live like the world. And that's that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not what we're called as Christians to do. Christ has said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands, you know? Um, and then even Galatians 5.13, For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just to, you know, not be seeking our own. We know we've studied about what love is and that it's not self-seeking and all these different right. things, you know. And how many times in so many different parts of scriptures it talks about how we're not, you know, we've been bought with a price. We're Christ now. We aren't our own, you know. And so... We don't just go about life always asking the question, what's going to be best for me in the sense of what will make me happiest, you know, and all of these different things. It's what is going to be the most pleasing to Christ because that's what gives me true joy, you know. And that could be Mm self-sacrificing. That could be something that we don't get what we want. Right. No, we don't. Mm -hmm. And yet... um, trusting him in all things as well and just knowing that he is doing what is beneficial for us so even when things occur that we don't prefer we trust him in that even you know Mm -hmm. and so it's just that whole thing of not seeking our own not seeking to serve the flesh you know we're no longer slaves to sin so Mm -hmm. why pursue that you know and also um not you know, we know that Christ has given us a new nature, you know, because if when we were truly his, um, but we know we still struggle with the flesh. We struggle with that fallen state that we can't wait to be rid of by the, when we finally go to heaven or when we're with him right? or when Christ returns. Um, and so because we know we still struggle with that fallen nature, we know that it still is applicable when the scriptures teach how the human heart is deceitfully wicked, you know, and nobody can understand it except the Lord. Agreed. And so, you know, it's very tricky when we just flippantly start drawing lines. You know, we, we can either go into the legalist camp or we can mm-hmm. go into the camp of, I can just do whatever mm-hmm. and not pay any mind to it, you know. Um, and, you know, it just becomes that dangerous thing where it can just become very reckless. Um, and just doing whatever, however, and it can be, and if it's all rooted in emotion and our own opinion rather than seeking after the true wisdom of God's word and um, desiring the things of him then how easy it is for us to be deceived by our heart and say no this isn't a temptation for me no this doesn't stumble me no that won't stumble them no this you know or start thinking yeah it doesn't matter if it stumbles them that's their problem you know like whatever it is no whatever you know it's like we can just rationalize and justify ourselves so easily I've done it I don't know how many times. And and sometimes it's a matter of learning the hard way. And praise the Lord, sometimes it's a matter of going and seeking the scriptures and then being strongly convicted and broken before my sin and realizing, oh, I've been lying to myself. This is something <laughs> that I'm tempted by, you know? Yeah. And so um, 
Yeah, but then praise God that he gives us that opportunity and that grace that we don't need to remain in it. We're not a slave to it. We're not condemned by it. We can now repent of it and continue pursuing him, you know? He doesn't tempt us beyond what we're able. And Mm -hmm. he makes a way of an escape for us. Mm -hmm. So we can't keep using those excuses often. Like, I couldn't. I I was just unable to. It's just Mm -hmm. we want to please the flesh a lot of the times more than we want to please God. Mm -hmm. And we find the ability to do that more so under the guise of Christian liberty. Right. Mm -hmm. I know. And basically, just like I was saying, opinion-based and just, ah, I think it's okay. Right. And then we kind of start becoming our own authority in that sense, you know? It's true. Um, And so, yeah, I I believe that's why it's like we need to be humble before the Lord and seeking after His truth and examining those things, you know? Um, Because I think a lot of the times what the thought that can often, you know, be discouraging for me is like, well, how do I know? But what's the extreme? I don't want to be a legalist. I don't want to just be so flippant. What, how do I know how to go about this? You know? And it's like, we forget, you know, the clarity of God's word, the ability of it to convict, you know, and to also the teaching about not searing our conscience, you know? Um, and so if our conscience, you know, is showing us like, don't be doing this, this isn't good for you to be doing, then heed that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and so I think that this type of thing is just really important to be examining that way we're not just using the gray area as an excuse. Because I think I've also heard about the gray area in the terms of, well, what school do you go to? And who do you marry? And different things like that, you know? And it's like, okay, granted, you know, we don't, we know that God doesn't just speak to us in the sense of, revelation and saying hey yeah go do that you know no he doesn't do that anymore the, the bible's closed there's canon. no extra revelation right and so when it comes to things like that it's like we easily can say well gray area you know but then that's when we want to apply biblical wisdom to it of what would be more beneficial um what would be more pleasing seeking what the will of god is that's been made clear in his word and then from there being able to you know after much prayer and the study of God's word and all those things being able to determine what the best course of action would be with those things in mind, you know? Um, yeah. Right. I think oftentimes we happen to make a lot of decisions with the hat of Christian Liberty on Mm -hmm. and it's simply, well, I don't recall anything in the Bible saying something about this, so I'm going to go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. Goodness. I, I can't, I can't understand that. Mm -hmm. I really can't. We have been given a book, uh, a book filled with 66 books that clearly have all that we need, inerrant and, you know, sufficient, uh, alive and active, applicable to everything in life, whether they, it's a gray area Mm -hmm. or not. It's a matter of, do we want what we want? Do we want our own wisdom, our own wisdom? Do we want to basically go about it however, appease ourselves, or do we literally want to live our lives submitted unto God? And Mm -hmm. I think that that's where we fall um, completely apart. Mm -hmm. That's where we are lacking completely is because we are not in God's word. We're not asking God 
help us, direct us. He says he will. That's it. That's that's the reality of it. His word clearly states, I will give you wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, I will direct you. You know, he will get us Mm -hmm. where we need to be. He will um, do for us what he needs to do for us. He knows what is best. He knows what we should do, what we should not do in any single situation that we are put in. Mm -hmm. But do we ask him? Do we go to him? No, at times we don't have time. We don't want to make the time. No, I know. Or we're saying we depend on the Holy Spirit because if we have the Holy Spirit in us, then we don't need to read the word because we have it all inside of us. That's a really huge lie from Satan. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, many believe that. So we really have to um, seek God's word and seek to see what he would have us to do in any situation. He wants to be involved in everything and he has every right to be involved. Because as Mastasia stated, our bodies are no longer ours. Our souls are no longer ours. He died on the cross for us. He bought us with that price of his blood shedding on that cross. Mm -hmm. So whatever we do, whatever we are, it's by him and it's for him. It's Mm -hmm. for his use. It's for his glory. So we... Keeping that in mind, understanding that there are so many things out there that fall into that gray camp, that gray area that we have labeled as Christian liberty. Mm -hmm. But can we honestly talk about how a lot of that stuff that falls into the gray area has to deal with the world, has to deal with culture? It can be a very nasty thing to our walk it can affect us in such a horrible way Mm -hmm. and we don't think on those things and just to name off a few drinking smoking uh entertainment what else could you add to that i feel like gluttony even yes (laughs) oh yeah food Mm -hmm. absolutely food all those things they have to be put in proper measure and mm-hmm. perspective, which is God's perspective. Right. It's not something as though if you clearly are reading the word, oh, that stuff is just like whatever, you know, you could still. No, you have to heed the word. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's, um, I can't think of the scripture right off the top of my head, but I think it's in Luke 6, but we'll probably have it down in the description box. It's the whole thing, you know, you don't obey what I say. Mm -hmm. It's, we're not obeying what God is commanding us to do. And then there's a lot of excuses that come in over the word. I can't tell if it's a commandment. I can't tell if it's uh, something implicit, if it's something explicit. I can't tell if it's something for that point in time. If. I'm going to put this out there right now. If you do not understand hermeneutics, if you are not studying your Bible, I highly encourage you, and you can find stuff online um, under different solid Bible teachers on how to study the Word of God. One that I think is very valuable is How to Study the Bible. I believe that's how it's called, and that's by John MacArthur, Dr. Mm -hmm. John MacArthur. 
You can look that up. He has a bunch of stuff online Mm -hmm. that you can look into. And I think Ligonier is also another one that you can look into. And it gives a lot of resources on how to study the Bible. I am going to point blank say this. Do not go and learn how to study the Bible from anyone that doesn't adhere to the Bible themselves. Mm -hmm. Somebody that does not understand that there is only one true interpretation of the word and then you apply it to your life. Mm -hmm. I plead with you all, do not go and get any kind of resources from those types of individuals. And one other that I'm going to say, people that call themselves prophets, apostles, people that um, claim to know the future or have extra revelation from God, anyone that is false teaching and forbid it, heretical. Do not get any kind of resources from these types of individuals. Mm -hmm. That's my point blank disclaimer right there. And I'm telling you this for very, very good reason. Mastasia and I can both attest to how much damage that can do. Mm -hmm. But back to Christian liberty, there are many things in this world that fall into that gray area that hinder our walks with the Lord, that tend to draw us further away. And we make excuses a lot of the times because of what we feel, Mm -hmm. that word. That's based on emotions. But I like it. I feel good. I don't feel any problem with it. Mm -hmm. It's okay. God's grace covers it. These are the many things that I've often heard in discussions and unfortunately have escalated sometimes into arguments and debates, which I've already reached a point in my life Mm -hmm. and in my walk with the Lord where I'm like, you know, until we can have a civil conversation, we do not need to persist in this. We do not need to continue this. Mm -hmm. Because why even involve yourself in that? But in all actuality, conversations that have that have been had, it is unfortunate to hear God knows my heart. Um, he covers me with his grace. I don't know what he wants for me. His, his word's not clear. I don't understand his word. I don't have time to study his word. Um, I'm too busy. I... He doesn't, it's not in bold in there, so stop being legalistic. I've heard various mm-hmm. amounts of reasons why some person can persist in sin. Mm-hmm. And yet, what's evident is although we cannot judge the motives of the heart, we don't know where it's at, but the Lord does. And so, yeah, when someone says, God knows my heart, it's frightening, mm-hmm. actually, that He actually knows the heart and where it's at. Mm-hmm. But to think on those things, the way a person is acting, behaving, the way that they speak on things, the things that they put their eyes and their ears to, the way that they conduct themselves, their demeanor, it gives a lot away. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Behavior that's not self-controlled, that's not... um, exemplary and holy and righteous it gives away a lot of what it is that that person is either partaking in or um, acting on or believing etc 
And it's unfortunate when one out of love, Mastasia mentioned, going to a brother or a sister in Christ and saying, I'm concerned. Can we talk about this? And yet it's met with, you're being legalistic. How dare you tell me what I can't and cannot do? Why are you judging me? I'm sorry. Christian liberty has been redefined in this world as basically a license to sin. Mm -hmm. That's what it has done. Mm -hmm. And it's the saddest thing ever. Saddest thing ever. Honestly, I, I feel a little emotional when I think of that because I was there at some point in time. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know that many can come out of that and can stop believing the lies or the false teachings or the pastors or parents or those that are supposed to be over them and the lies that they have taught. You have been given all that you need as Christians with the Holy Spirit inside to be able to live a life that is pleasing to God. Mm -hmm. But you must be seeking his word. His word tells us what to do, what not to do. And when it's not clear, such as in bold letters, he directs in everyday reading through convictions, through repentance, to refinement, to sanctification. On, and then we make those decisions that are pleasing in his sight to not partake in certain things, to not do certain things, to not fellowship with certain people, etc. Mm -hmm. And with all the phrases that you were listing off as well, I feel like one of them is that idea as well of having a peace about something. And I think it's just when it comes to the things you were listing off and including that, a lot of the times, like you were saying, it can pertain to just an emotionally based thing, you know, or something that's rooted in our own wisdom or our own understanding. And different things like that and it's dangerous because it can lead to us becoming our own authority mm, you know true. the one that deems what's right and what's wrong rather than humbly going before the lord and seeking what he has to say and i think that's why as you were mentioning how important it is to understand how to study the scriptures because we want to know what our lord what our king says because he is the one who is lord of all and king of kings Amen. not us mm. we are his servants and so to obey our master, we want to know what it is that he says. And so, um, because I do believe that with this whole thing of Christian liberty, unfortunately, a lot of the times I think the card is played and it's suggested that something isn't explicitly stated, but it is when you study the word Amen. and you come to find it is addressed in there and it is applicable to this. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's why it's so important to be students of his word and to be seeking him and praying through it all of course because we need the holy spirit in order to make things clear to us um as we sit there and we study what his word means um and so yeah that's why i believe that is just so important because otherwise we could be leaving ourselves ignorant but then we're still susceptible to the discipline the because truth. sin is still sin and there is still a discipline when you're a legitimate child. And I think that's another thing that I myself have struggled with on multiple occasions, unfortunately, that whole idea of taking God's discipline lightly and not revering him and not having an understanding of the gravity of 
sin and how utterly sinful it is. The fact that Christ had to die because of our sins in order for us to be forgiven and reconciled to the Father. And so when it comes to that, you know, it's like, wouldn't we want to know what it is that God teaches, you know, and be able to apply that? Exactly, exactly. Because, you know, we don't sit here saying we know it all. And we know the best way, we know the right way in the sense of do this, don't do this, do this, do this and then and then we're the ones giving the commandments. No. But what we want is to encourage the seeking after God in prayer and in his word. And we want to heavily encourage that. That way we could all be led by him. And that we would basically not just be so careless about making those kinds of decisions and just assuming we don't need to learn that ignorance that ignorance is bliss but it's not it's not and so um that is just why we sit here and we're encouraging this because ignorance isn't bliss and we want to be able to know what what the lord says so we can be obeying him and taking him seriously in that way and understanding that the grace is so needed for when we do stumble because we will and yet this doesn't mean that that grace is a cover-up for our sin and um you know another scripture i want to read too is galatians 5 1 stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith christ hath made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage i've already mentioned before i believe how we're no longer a slave to sin that's one of the big things about our liberty as christians is we're no longer at sin's whim where we right. where we susceptible to it in the sense of yes we still have our fallen nature and we still stumble and yet we're not trapped in it anymore he provides that escape when temptation arises um he provides the ability to be forgiven when we stumble we can repent but then seek to be walking rightly with the lord not just saying okay i'm just going to take this and basically abuse it and not be grateful at all for it i'm just going to thank you, now I can keep doing what I was doing. Stop bothering me. Like, no. No. (laughs) As, you know, as true believers, there's that desire to want to please him, and there's that grief when we don't. And so, um, just wanting to be aware of the things that can be causing us to stumble, the things that could be hardening our hearts, the things that um, we could be searing our conscience with, um, and... Just, you know, learning to discern when we're being condemned and when it's our conscience and when it's a conviction. Um, And to just keep on seeking after him to see what it is that he teaches in his word and how it can be applied to our lives. And then examining ourselves and examining the circumstances we find ourselves in and really laying it all before the Lord and before scripture and saying, is there any point in scripture that I have learned that can help me in this type of decision you know and so yeah so i'd like to give just a few examples of what even we have been partakers of and what we see out there as christians Mm -hmm. um using quote-unquote liberty to do yet if you thoroughly read the scriptures mm-hmm. and you're adhering to them there is a possibility actually a great possibility that your walk is hindered and that you're also walking into temptations and sins mm-hmm. and giving satan a foothold right so i'm not going to go so much into it because again these are just 
all of our podcasts are non-exhaustive. Mm-hmm. Seriously. And there's a lot of different topics that get pulled out of individual topics that we talk about <laughs> yeah. that we planned to make podcasts about in the future. But this idea of different types of healing mechanisms or methods out there. Mind you, there are people and sadly Christians that partake in certain types of health types of methods that seriously need to be researched Mm -hmm. because it's not clearly stated do not do this in the bible and one of them obviously that will upset people is the idea of uh, yoga uh, holistic types of mechanisms also uh, different types of scientific modes in finding healing through the body and unfortunately if you're not seeking after God in his word and asking for clear direction and knowing whether something is biblical or not many 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 fall prey to well it doesn't clearly state it in the bible and mind you they might not even be checking the bible or they don't recall anything because if they're not reading the word it's not anything that could be recalled you know Mm -hmm. um so they're simply going on the basis of but this is helping people this is a quote-unquote good work Mm -hmm. we're helping people we're doing good for others others Mm -hmm. are getting relief but my question there lies in is that what god desires for that individual are you proposing or are you intervening in something that the lord is doing in this other individual are they looking are you looking to find your confidence, your strength, your all in this certain thing instead of Christ. Is Christ being put on the back burner because, wow, there's so much good coming from this. And it's funny because it kind of makes me just think right off a little bit of a rabbit trail. If someone's flourishing, if someone is you know, doing good, if someone's popular, mm-hmm. that means because they're good. Right. And it's all good. But that's not true. Mm-hmm. But back to what I was talking about, and that's simply, we have to really be discerning. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of deception out there. And truthfully, Christian liberty opens that door wide for us to walk through. And right. we have to be careful. There's so much false teaching. There's so much misinformation. Our standard for living and everything that we need to push everything against is the bible Mm -hmm. we have to go to the word and we have to be asking the lord clearly is this something i should partake in is this something you would want me to do can my healing come through this are you going to allow me to get healed are you going to allow me to have reprieve from this is consistently asking the lord and seeing the direction that he gives you because sadly 
a lot of these mechanisms out there, um, I'm going to say alternative medicine, holistic, um, they do come some, from some really, really ugly backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And they, I really, really wholeheartedly believe that the enemy has his hand in that and has been using it to bring false peace, to bring false hope, to bring false healing, to bring a lot of falsities into the Christian church. And I have experienced it firsthand. It is not pretty. It is a lie. And it is very detrimental to a Christian walk. Mm -hmm. And again, we'll go more into this in another podcast. But literally, that is a huge topic Mm -hmm. that falls under Christian liberty that I've seen many fall into deception with and have caused a lot more harm than good. And it's under the guise that you're doing something good. It's doing something good. It is something that will please God, but never actually consulting or committing it unto God and really knowing if it doesn't actually fall into Mm -hmm. divination or sorcery. That is clearly stated we must be completely apart from. Mm -hmm. Does it fall into witchcraft? Does it fall into something that has clearly been stated that could be idol worship? Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the things that we really need to consider and be careful. Stasia? Right. Because I think the biggest thing is just, it shouldn't, our decisions aren't to be made on pragmatism or basically what works, you know? Just because it seems, appears to have a good result doesn't mean it's so. A false teacher or someone who is heretical is prospering. Does that mean that they have God's stamp of approval? Mm -hmm. Somebody gets away with murder. Does that mean that has God's stamp of approval? Mm -hmm. You know, somebody um, um, uh, partakes in sexual immorality and they don't happen to get a disease. Does that mean that it's approved? You know, and... um, and it seems to make somebody happy or it seems like there's some type of outward or inward benefit that could then you know try and label it and say for the reason of the result must justify the cause or the means you know and it's like that's not true the only one who determines what is okay to do is god um and you know so there are tons of sins that for the time may seem oh, you lied and you got away with it and it benefited you, must make it okay. But then when judgment day comes, you're going to see the ultimate consequence of those sins because God said, no, it's not okay. Exactly. And so when it comes to, you know, these things that might not seem as clear, that's exactly why we just encourage the need to study the Bible and to be seeking after him in prayer and all of those things because we're not looking to, you know, make decisions based off of emotional responses, but based off of, you know, obedience to his word and his way and his wisdom. Um, and, you know, and I think another example just of the Christian liberty is the things that we watch, the things that entertain us. Are we watching things that um, are depicting um, sin that can end up stumbling us? Mm-hmm. Are we um, listening to things that um, are going to get us accustomed to um 
you know, such as foul language. We're going to get accustomed to that, and then lo and behold, you find you accidentally start cursing here and there because that is what you've been filling yourself with so much, you know? We don't want to be like the culture. We want to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so it's just different things that we can partake in, and we can say, well, it's okay because I'm not doing it, and I don't believe it's affecting me, and because of the deceitfulness of our heart and so we go ahead and just do it rather than actually bringing it before the lord and then when having all of those things into consideration being able to make a biblical and wise decision in what is actually appropriate to be partaking in uh correct that is correct so obviously we are cutting it close on time once again but Clearly, there is the um, truth of Christian liberty, but as we have stated in several occasions, is that it's being sorely abused, Mm -hmm. this idea of Christian liberty. And it's honestly, I, I look at American evangelicalism and I can see just how Christian liberty has been horribly redefined Mm -hmm. and has taken many captive to that redefinition Mm -hmm. and many are dragging others down in it unfortunately and I am speaking directly to pastors i am speaking directly to laymen to elders to those that are in churches christian liberty has completely also distorted the roles that we are to play Mm -hmm. that we have been clearly given by god in his word not only in the home not only in the world, but in the church. And to see that distortion is how it's evidenced itself by how fallen the Christian church looks like in the eyes of the rest of the world, Mm -hmm. especially here in America. And it's so disheartening to see that it's truly when I encounter solid Bible teachers that live and breathe the word, not in perfection, but with the mourning of their sin, their hatred of their sin, and they're so vocal about it, and they want others to clearly know the truth of God's word and to uphold it, it is, it almost brings me to tears a lot of the times, because for what I often see and for what I have been delivered from um, really bad teaching, unbiblical, unsound. Mm -hmm. It is such a wonderful thing that God had that much grace on me, Mm -hmm. that he loved me that much to pull me out of that and to now know what real truth is and the value and the worth and literally I couldn't give my life over and over and over again to have his word because my life is nothing in comparison to his word. Mm -hmm. His word is priceless. Amen. 
His word is priceless. And only based on that, if you call yourself a Christian, you must be in your word. You must be adhering to what that word says. Love him, you'll do what he commands. Amen. Mm-hmm. I agree. Not and that you're saved by that, nope. but you're saved for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're saved unto good works. Yeah. Yep. I strongly agree with that. Mm-hmm. Wholeheartedly. Don't be leaving yourself vulnerable to the world's attacks and the enemy's attacks and our own flesh's attacks when we have all that we need in God's word right there for us. It is right there. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going to reiterate this. If you do not know how to study your Bible and you are a Christian, do whatever it takes to learn to study it. Do whatever it takes. Ask. Ask us for goodness sake. Mm -hmm. But mostly we're here to work with women (laughs) and young girls Mm -hmm. And children but if you're a male ask someone that is solid in the word that is a male also Mm -hmm. to direct you to guide you to teach you to instruct you please stop believing that you have the Holy Spirit in you and you don't need to read Mm -hmm. the Word of God that is a lie from Satan and he's really really taken Mm -hmm. many captive with that right Um, so I know that we're getting up on time, but do you have some questions you'd like to ask? I know, huh? Oh yeah, questions. <laughs> All right, well then, let's get started with that. Question time with Amanda. You might cry, but hopefully good tears. Okay, number one, do you understand what Christian liberty actually is? Number two, Do you seek after the word despite your Christian liberty? And number three, are you willing to heed whatever the Lord is telling you to do? That's it. Because honestly, I believe that that's where your Christian liberty liberty lies. Mm -hmm. The freedom to do what Christ would have you to do. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. I agree with that wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. hope to be able to do it even though we struggle absolutely but see that's the beautiful thing though is that we have more dependency on christ because of that yep and that's what he wants Mm -hmm. we cannot do anything apart from him right he's the vine Mm -hmm. we're the branches (coughs) and any branch that does not bear good fruit what does he do he cuts it off he tosses it out into the fire that he doesn't take sin lightly i don't know why we take sin so lightly (laughs) we were just having this conversation earlier today we don't understand how people can take sin lightly yeah exactly just like how earlier i was talking about the whole taking the discipline of sin lightly as well you know and i think it's just those two things i know even i myself have taken sin lightly and then only by studying his word and reading it and everything there's that conviction of learning what god actually says and how he actually sees that sin i think there's so many things like i think an example is like for example don't have this love of sleep don't be a sluggard you know things like that well we can so easily look at that and just be like 
oh, this is just some little thing, you know? I'm just right. indulging in some sleep. Where's the harm in that, you know? But God's word has that warning for a reason, right? True. And so if we take that lightly, we start to see the consequences that that brings. Um, and then, you know, just any kind of discipline that ends up being had, it's like, why want to learn that hard way? Why not seek the truth that he has provided for us? And he provided it for a reason. He doesn't just do things in vain. Um, you know, he's perfect and all mighty and wise. And so everything he does, he has a purpose in that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So again, this is not exhaustive. I'm pretty sure there could be a part two, three, four, five, Mm -hmm. but obviously we have to cut this short because this, we're going to be hitting the one hour mark and that's usually as far as we want to go with this. Yes. (laughs) That's what we aim for. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so if, you could please close us in prayer that Mm -hmm. would be great yes heavenly father who sits on the throne thank you so much that you are not only our lord but you are also our father who has saved us through christ and the finished work that he accomplished on the cross thank you that we have been set free from sin that because of what christ has done we are your children and are able to now seek to live as you would have us to that we now can desire the things of Christ and to desire to be obedient to you. Thank you so much that you've begun a good work in us that you will carry out into completion. And thank you that when we ask for wisdom, you are so faithful to give it without finding fault, Lord. So may we not doubt those things, but may we trust you and continue seeking you and seeking your word because we know that all of your word is inspired by you, Lord. And we know that it is profitable for um, your doctrine and for correction and for reproof and for instruction in righteousness. Heavenly Father, there are a lot of things in our lives that you are well aware of, that you know that we struggle with, that we may be ignorant of, that we may not always have the clearest understanding, but we know that the beginning of wisdom is to fear you, Lord, so may we have a reverence for you, may we desire to know you, may you help us to learn to study your word and to seek you. And may you please provide us the wisdom and discernment that we need to go through this life in a manner that is pleasing to you and to be able to make wise and biblical decisions that will glorify you, that we can glorify you in every single thing that we do. May we trust you when you say that we are no longer condemned because of what Christ has done. May we trust you when you say that nothing can separate us from your love, Lord. But may we not abuse the grace you've given us, but may... Um, we instead be encouraged by it to hold on to the hope that you are doing a good work and that we can continue seeking you and seeking to live the way you would have us to, Lord. In everything we do, may you be glorified. May you give us that wisdom. And I thank you so much for these things, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for listening in. Please stay tuned for the next one coming around. And uh, mind you, any scripture references, uh, it's will always be in the description boxes below. Any useful resources as well mm-hmm. will be in the description boxes wherever it's available. And truly share, like this, comment, um, pray for us. We are praying for all of mm-hmm. you. And we just greatly appreciate the, the support. Yes. We do. And the prayers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So until next time, uh, take care and may the Lord be with you all. Bye. Bye.